listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and hosts Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. John Tate, what's up, man? Chipmon, happy Friday to you, sir. Yes, sir. So today, John, we're going to jump right in to talking about how putting together a trampoline is like building your retirement income plan. We were, as we were kind of getting ready uh, before the show, we were talking about uh, a little special delivery you've got coming today. I do. I do. We've been planning this for weeks and uh, this is going to be our son's big uh, kind of birthday present. And we've got somebody showing up at the house today, put it all together because I don't trust myself to do it. And um, well, I mean, the weather is not going to cooperate. It's going to be rainy here and cold all day, but we'll be out there jumping anyway. Well, one of those uh, special times when you'd really like to have somebody else doing the work is when it's outside and it is raining and cold. So I compliment you on your decision-making. I think that was probably, yeah, it was probably a wise call. It is as if we planned it this way all along. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's funny because as we were kind of talking in our, our pre-show, you know, it's funny when you start working on building things, a lot of times you just don't know what all might go into it. And, and we joked about, kind of the, the difference between putting together maybe a an inside toy and a trampoline and how uh, you really just don't want to be the guy who messes up the trampoline. Some things are just too important to, to do yourself. And so one of the things that, you know, what we want to talk about today is kind of staying in the lane of our uh, our tax strategies is talking about kind of building our income plan our retirement income plan and how our choices in terms of pre-tax and post-tax play into that. So what are some of your thoughts, John, as to, um, is that a question you get a lot and how does it typically kind of come about in your office? Uh, I mean, it is a question we get all the time and it's a question that people ask after reti- after they've already retired. It's a question that uh, people ask um, while they're changing jobs. Um, and it's a question that people ask when they're starting out, maybe just starting their own business. What type of ret- retirement plan should I form inside my company? Um, I mean, the, the question we get all the time and you're probably the same way as do I save for retirement with pre-tax or after-tax dollars? Yeah, we definitely get that a lot. And, and it's a, you know, it's a tough question, right? Because a lot of the answer is kind of our favorite answer to everything is, you know, it depends. It depends. That's right. And so, you know, it, it is a, you know, it's a tough question uh, sometimes, but one of the benefits of being able to, I, I think that part of what you said that, that struck me was a lot of times it's a question that, that folks ask at the end of something. It's at the end of our work life, at the end of maybe a particular job. And I think part of the reason that we want to have this discussion now is so that really it's something that we can kind of plan for and prepare for. And so uh, rather than 
being in, we, we talked uh, last week, I think it was, about you know the whether or not to have a uh, tax professional and how a good tax professional is more like a meteorologist than uh, a television anchor. And so really the, the idea behind that is to, to be planning and looking forward. And I think this is a great example of how that can uh, how that can play out. So, John, when you're looking at kind of answering that question, do I save pre-tax or post-tax? If you're looking at it from a forward-looking standpoint, what are some of the things that go into kind of making that decision? What, how, how do folks begin the process of thinking that through? We usually start at the, the most basic of, of household items, and we're talking about income coming in, and whenever you talk about income coming in, you're also talking about expenses that go back out. And um, from an income standpoint, we start with how is your family income earned? Is there W-2 income uh, coming into the house? W-2 income is usually highly predictable. You can you can uh, predict exactly what your this paycheck's going to be, what next paycheck's going to be. And it might vary a little bit depending on how many uh, promotions you get or how well the company you're working with is doing. But in those cases, when you have an employer and you're collecting a salary, the employer may go ahead and make that decision for you as far as do I save for retirement with pre-tax or after-tax dollars because they will already have a retirement plan set up. And most of them, if it's a big enough company, They'll have a 401k set up. Some of those will have a Roth option inside the 401k that you can choose. Um, but they will have that plan there for you. And so when you're sitting down talking this out, uh, trying to figure out what type of income you have is the best place to start. So you mentioned um, yeah, employer plans. And one of the things that I see a lot is folks who are you know, wanting to try to figure out Number one, what their options are, but number two, sometimes if John, have you ever had anybody who didn't like their employer options? So, for example, they don't have a Roth four hundred one k and has wanted to go to their employer and have that conversation. Yes, we've had that conversation with plenty of folks, and you can uh, you can do both. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, you can contribute to a an employer plan and. Um, fund a, a Roth or a traditional IRA. There are some income limits with all those things. And I don't think we want to hash that out on this show just because they change all the time. Um, but that would be a, a reason if you want to try to do both, um, that would be a reason to consult your tax planner and talk with them about it to figure out if A, it's possible and B, what the ramifications are uh, to you from a tax standpoint. And one of the, the other strategies that's available for folks who uh, maybe don't have, uh, maybe your income limits, you're above the income limits for a Roth IRA contribution, maybe you don't have. So when we're talking about you know, pre-tax and after-tax, maybe we should just define that in terms of you know the pre-tax is what they take out kind of before you get it, before the federal and state income tax are um are taken out. And then obviously after tax is what it sounds like, right? It, it's after all of that, but the, we, we jump right into traditional versus Roth. A Roth is the after tax savings vehicle. It, it is a, um, 
it is a retirement vehicle that allows for tax deferral, but it also is funded with after-tax dollars. What's the difference when income comes out, John, between those two? You know, so if you're going to pay, your two choices are, you know what you make today, and that's where that conversation with your retirement planner can start out with income. You know what you're making um, in, in, in an income uh, from an income standpoint. And so you can know what your tax rate is today. And if you sit down and begin to plan out your retirement plan to try to figure out what your income is going to be once you stop working from all your different sources of assets and social security and your pension or whatever it is, you can kind of start to calculate what your tax rate would be in retirement. And so really what you want to do is figure out, okay, am I earning my highest potential today? And so do I want to defer that tax rate until later when it will be lower? Or is there something going on in retirement that maybe there's a pension that I can't, you know, turn or to, to make my income in retirement higher? I certainly don't want to pay higher taxes in retirement. So maybe paying that lower tax today in a Roth situation would make more sense. And um, so really starting that conversation with your uh, professional uh, financial planner uh, is, is the way to go. Well, and a big part of really why we plan for these things, it's, it's the old saying, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And, you know, it, it's a big difference. Uh, I often joke that the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance is 15 years. Um, and, you know, what we're talking about is just really just trying to maximize and be efficient with your income. And what I find is that most people – they have a, a pretty good plan for how they're going to save the money. You know, getting the money in, uh, particularly if we start young, and this is obviously, uh, you know, this is a conversation about retirement, but most people who are getting ready to retire, a lot of them have kids or grandkids. It, teaching people to save regularly, particularly in employer plans, uh, is pretty straightforward. What I find, John, is that most people don't have what we're talking about here, which is they have a plan to save it, but they don't have a plan to spend it. And and that can be a really big kind of pitfall, if you will, uh, not knowing your options and, and not taking advantage of some of the opportunities. So what are some of the um, kind of different taxes that may, people may have to, to worry about, why would I really look to control kind of where my income is going to come from when I reach retirement? Well, you know, you, you really just want to have, I mean, maybe it's not as much control. I mean, I guess there is some control there, but you just want to know what's coming at you. You don't want there to be any surprises. Nobody likes, well, I mean, I guess some surprises are good, like birthdays and things like that, but when it comes to taxes and income, you don't want surprises. And um, one of the things we know that is not going to be a surprise is that once we hit a certain age, if we have a traditional IRA or we have money that has gone into a retirement plan pre-tax, we are going to have to take a required minimum distribution. It's not something you can escape. The government calculates it for you. They have life expectancy tables built around this. And so it's something that you know is going to happen at a specific point in time. And so one of the strategies to avoid having to take as much of a required minimum distribution to look at how much of your assets are in pre-tax plans, 
and potentially look at changing some of that either while you're working or after the fact um, and converting it into a Roth. Because one of the things that a Roth does not make you do is take the money out. You don't have required minimum distributions inside of an after-tax retirement plan like the Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. So some people can control the amount of income they have coming in based on what type of vehicle the money has been saved in or put in. Yeah, well, and I think that uh, a big part of the overall, one of the reasons that you have to be forward-looking in that is that some of these strategies that you're talking about, while simple in the moment, yeah, it's a few forms and that kind of thing, the the way that it plays together with the rest of your kind of overall income coming in and and your strategy for how eventually you're going to use that can make a big difference. Yeah, a couple of things that... I have found that I think are kind of atypical that you, you don't, if you don't do this for a living, it's not stuff that you think about is that in retirement, if your income's too high, it actually can affect other tax rates. So it's not just the income tax that you pay. If you're above a certain amount, you actually can, or I guess, uh, let me say it a different way. If you're below a certain income threshold, you actually have a 0% capital gains tax rate. It is a, you know, so it, it impacts that earned income component, impacts a lot of other things. I mean, there's actually a, one of the things that uh, I was doing a workshop recently and was doing some studying up. And, and one of the, the things that I guess I refreshed my memory on was the income related monthly adjustment amount for Medicare. It is a, all of a sudden, You make too much money, so your Medicare cost goes up by thousands of dollars a year, it could be. And so uh, it's an important thing to to pay attention to and to, like you were saying, John, maybe look at some longer-term strategies that that just require a little more advanced thought. And, you know, know, it's not as if uh, making these decisions is going to in most cases, ruin your retirement or, or negatively impact you to the point that you can't do what you want to do. But the sooner that you think about some of these things, the less the impact will be on everything else in your life. Because, you know, if you wait until you're tired to talk about converting some of your IRA to a Roth IRA, whatever you convert is going to be counted as income in that one year. And that will absolutely impact for one year, your rate of of payment to Medicare. And it's going to, if your Medicare costs go up, your social security income comes down uh, because they automatically take it out of there. And so you're right. It is like a chain reaction sometimes that changing one aspect of it after the fact can change a lot of other things. And just some simple pre-planning can, can sometimes help avoid some of those pitfalls that people are, uh, that they face, they fall. Well, and one one last thing that I'll at least kind of throw out there as as a just for folks' consideration is that with the changing of some of the laws over the last year or so, with regards to how uh, distributions have to be taken by non-spouse beneficiaries, also makes a big change uh, in really how we look at some of the income tax planning components of retirement plans, because if you're looking at it from a legacy perspective, and we've talked in previous shows about um, you know, what we're doing in terms of legacy planning for, for family and things like that, yeah, again, these are just small changes that, that 
in and of themselves don't seem like a big deal. But when you start to look at how each one affects the next kind of point in the chain, uh, it it makes a big deal to be planning ahead, thinking through some of these things, and really planning as much for your distribution phase as you do for your, the accumulation. I agree. It's, it's, um, you know, it's something that's out there and it's something we face all the time. So find a financial advisor near you and talk about it. Absolutely. Well, John, as we wrap up, uh, first, I just want to say happy birthday to your Turner. Uh, hopefully, uh, you've got a good plan for not only your, uh, your taxes, but also your medical insurance and your liability, you know, putting a trampoline in, that's going to be interesting. Um, but <laughs> next week we're going to talk a little bit about business taxes. So I, I think that as we, you know, you're, you're going to need more business, uh, if, if things go bad with the trampoline. So my hope is that things will go well with, with that, uh, today and i look forward to us getting together next week and talking about small business and taxes there we have it another great episode if you'd like to continue the conversation here are four ways that we can help first complete the retirement success scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms you can find this at signaturewealth.com slash scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix. Whether you're interested in real-life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security, it's all in there. Go to theretirementremix.com to grab your copy. Third, listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at SignatureWealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement. Go to SignatureWealth.com and select the Signature Wealth office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.